Welcome to another episode of Knights at the Brown Table, a podcast with three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. To the vast intergalactic space of the interwebs, <laughs> it is the one and only, the songstress, seamstress, mistress, and mattress of the generation, who sometimes <laughs> claims German and Chinese heritage. However, has not been confirmed yet because I still have yet to do my ancestry DNA test. <laughs> I'm here to do all that in the bag of chips, maybe before Christmas, maybe after Christmas, who knows? All I, I know is that I'm here. <laughs> And we are here. Yeah, he's yet to pee in the tomb. And that's that on that. Okay. Lamar, hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back, everybody. I'm super excited for our Christmas corner. Ooh. Yes. After this episode. You are going to be so excited. <laughs> Why are you excited, Lamar? <laughs> because I may have ridden a rap. Shut wow. the F up. Why didn't you wow. tell me that you prep? Why did you do this? Why you want to upset? Why are you pretending that now? you haven't rehearsed? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you pretending like now? every day you don't rehearse? I did rehearse Okay, yesterday. I thought so. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> okay, so we have a guest with us today. Yes, we do. His name is Nooks. He's a social worker and currently studying uh, social and digital media. He recently had a video circulate on TikTok and Instagram as a digital creator. And we'll get into the contents of that video. But welcome, Nooks. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Why are, Bare minimum. Why are you putting on that soft voice? Like, I don't want to be. Into, I don't want immigration out. to deport me. I don't want to do that. I want to make sure I come off as non-threatening to the airwaves that the government oh. monitors. That voice was so approachable. Yeah. Like, wow, this is so different. Yeah, this person can't get deported. This person is an amazing contribution to society. I can he tell. Is a taxpayer. I can tell. Yeah. yeah so my name is Nooks. I'm a youth worker. I try and say social worker to throw them off my scent because um, I'm not a qualified social worker. Okay, thought so. Yeah, and I create content. I do stuff around youth issues. So my background is around, again, youth advocacy, volunteering, and bringing light to issues, whether it be homelessness, mental health, drug and alcohol, domestic violence, just all the fun things that just shouldn't happen in society. That's what I, and, and I work with a lot of young people in, in Western Sydney, especially for organizations that I cannot name. Yeah. <laughs> just in case people email them or call them and tell well, them for you um, to lose your I'm, job. I'm not, uh, I, I don't have legal confirmation to be able to talk on behalf okay. of them as an, awesome. yeah. as an organization. Yeah, no, so I don't want to see an email or phone call and be like, hey, uh, did you do a podcast <laughs> and represented us without going through comms? Mm. And I'm like, you've reached the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the person you're talking to. <laughs> but like, how long have you been making content for? Uh, look, I, it started off at least like seven years ago. And mm-hmm. this was when I was being a teeny bopper, but I was really enriched with uh, youth services. So that's with Mission Australia, Youth Off The Streets, Headspace, some stuff of Oz Harvest. If you heard of Oz Harvest, no. Oz Harvest is one of those organizations that go out to supermarkets, restaurants and cafes and ask for the food they're going to throw out oh, and awesome. give it to those that need it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the refugees that I used to live at uh, received it. Uh, the youth center that I worked at and that I was a young person that accessed it, also received it mm-hmm. and just got in touch with them. So that's, that's another story. Um, that's a lot of bit about myself, guys. <laughs> Like we, we put out a story yesterday trying to see gauge everyone else's responses. Mm, we mm. only got a few. Mm. Um How many? <laughs> we only How got many? a few. One. <laughs> a few and means one. Me. <laughs> I responded from, from my, my own. <laughs> but like um there was there was just one response. So I was because I, I noticed that everyone like majority of people had the same reaction. But a lot mm. of people were, were upset, they were offended, and quite a few people said that they were triggered. So in the video that had circulated recently on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you said we need to change a culture of praising the bare minimum. If you provide things like food and clothes, that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't do that, then you're a shitty parent. 
I guess reading it off that without the tone of the video of the music mm -hmm. and everything, the way it's illustrated, this video was created on TikTok where the communicative way in which you interpret videos is completely different and does not apply to Instagram. So mm -hmm. when an admin of Polyrappers grabbed that video and chucked it on Instagram and it didn't work, obviously it wasn't going to work. It's mm. like um, providing uh, a Toyota Camry to a bunch of Holden drivers yeah. and then and then seeing Holden drivers be like, what the hell is this? This is not a Holden car. And you're like, yeah, it's not because it's a Toyota Camry. Like it's not going to work. It's not going to mesh. So when it came to that video around me talking about the bare minimum, I was basing that off another TikTok video where I think uh, it was a Middle Eastern uh, content creator who was very upset at the fact that his parents were weaponizing uh, the bare minimum to justify some toxic behaviors and toxic traits. The way in which I illust uh, the way in which I created that video was down the lines of if this video, if the the thing I was describing in the video wasn't describing your parents, then most likely it doesn't apply to you. And if this video does apply to your parents, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you know exactly how um, the exploitative way in which parents use to guilt trip their parents. Uh, guilt tripping their children to gain financial benefits and in some in some situations not all become a financial uh, benefit system to mm. their parents is this an inherent toxic trait that's in polynesian culture no is there a culture of this that exists in the community yes yeah. and that's why a lot of people were mixing it up there are a lot of people that messaged me and commented and liked the video that agreed with me because they got the message straight away mm -hmm. um what's really interesting is how polyrap is grabbed that video and didn't add context to it. They literally just posted it and said thoughts. But like were the responses on TikTok different to the responses on IG? Yes. Okay. And because they had the context of the other video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've got comments. I've got screenshots of comments to, to like, I got this straight away. I don't mm. know why you have to do follow-up videos. And there were some comments like the fact that people couldn't get the follow-up videos just shows that some of them just didn't want to even understand your yeah. point. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I saw the video on Polyrappers mm. and I think when I first watched the video, I misinterpreted the message because I emotionally retaliated in a way where I thought the, the, what you were saying was we're, we as people aren't able to show gratitude to our parents, which is a different message mm. in hindsight to what you wanted to elaborate on. And I think you did like an Instagram live where you talked about like disseminating information in a 60 second video is mm. something very hard to do, especially if there's lack of context mm. um, given. <clears throat> so that was my only takeaway. It was like the lack of context, which I viewed the video on that specific platform. It didn't elaborate on, yes, it's not about, because um, I think a lot of people misinterpret it as, oh, wait, are we not allowed to show gratitude to our parents? Mm. Like, mm. I'm thankful for this. But it's not about that. It's about, I like toxic parenting behaviors and that was the, a lot of the reactions a lot of people made react videos and reply videos and they were all touching on issues that i never spoke about yeah. in that video. like I, I felt like a lot of people assumed that you were saying children shouldn't be grateful mm -hmm. or shouldn't mm -hmm. praise their parents when i when i first saw the video mm. i i could see where people misinterpreted because it was the addressing to all polys and then they because like we were talking about it i was just like culture doesn't always necessarily mean ethnicity it can also mm. mean like a, a behavior that happens yeah, or subculture exactly mm. and so i felt like when people when you first addressed it to polys and then you went on to say this culture people just assumed you meant all polys are mm. this way it's only polys mm. when it's literally an issue for everyone and not just polynesians mm. Mm. And so for me, when I first saw the video, I didn't feel triggered because 
I could see that there have been, I can literally name a whole list of people where I've been able, when I've seen that their parents have guilt tripped them into doing things. For example, there are a lot of kids from Samoa that are adopted by families here in Australia. Mm, mm. And a lot of them I have seen where those parents treat them like crap. A lot of the time when they finally do get employment, those people, they their parents who become the people who become their the parents, guardians, guardians. Yeah, yeah. they take their cards, they keep them. Those kids are never able to have a say in how the money is spent. Mm. And then literally, if they try to, you know, get the money or do something else, live a different kind of lifestyle, they're beaten and then they're, they, they have the homeless. Mm, so mm. when I watched the video, I didn't interpret it as children should be grateful. Mm. I interpret it as seeing how there are some parents yeah. um, out there who do that to those kids. Mm. To their kids, there's um, there's a difference between uh, appreciating, mm-hmm. and when you appreciate the bare minimum, it takes into account that you acknowledge the sacrifices your parents made, mm. sacrifices your whole family made, and mm-hmm. that's absolute. Yeah, definitely appreciate. But when you start praising it, that's when you weaponize that appreciation to the point that you're now manipulating and exploiting children for financial gain. I, I guess the only way it could work is if it's used in a way where you're taking the money and putting it to the side to create a, a fund to put a deposit for a house. Yeah, yeah, a family house. We have you know five children working, and and p- portions of their money goes to a savings for a deposit for a house. Or uh, another easy example is to take the money off the kids, so this builds into money to buy a car. And then now your options for employment is now expanded from not just local, but something that's even further that pays more. Mm. Mm. Um, that makes sense, and I completely support that. And that is not what I was talking about mm. in that video. But uh, hearing lived experiences of people in my comment section saying, hey, I work in in the finance industry and this is a very common thing. I see Polynesian parents taking out loans on behalf of their children to put credit cards in their children's name in situations like that, that this is very common. Thank you for bringing this up. And uh, realizing that this video circulating has now brought this issue to light, uh, definitely worth the flack. I'll do this Mm -hmm. again in a heartbeat, knowing that they're all... I mean, 5,000, just, yeah, over 5,000 people uh, liked that video that was shared. So it wasn't like 23 people agreed, it's only a minority. There's a lot of people that agreed with that video and realised that this is a thing that needs to be said. Mm. Thank you for listening. Do you think in hindsight you could have worded the video differently? I, I get hit up with that question all the time and I don't think so. When it comes to social media, when it comes to videos like that, and I've, I've done very similar videos like that and it doesn't matter, you can put all the information you need and still people would be upset. I made a, another video reaction and I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, it's a Pacifica girl uh, who works at the drive-thru at McDonald's and her caption in that video was, when your family comes to your work and makes you pay for the food. Now, that was a very funny video. Mm. But the reason why that video was funny because of the traumatic experiences of toxic parenting <laughs> trait. That's why it's funny. And how it's internalized. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember seeing that video. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, that happens like, a lot. It's yeah. so funny. Like, it's so normal. We should 
Yeah, and th- and that's what I pointed out, and uh, I reacted to that video, and I said, "Look, this video doesn't apply to all Polynesian families. Mm. This is something that I've observed and noticed, and still people flack me for that because, like, oh, that's not all of us. It, well, obviously it wasn't because I said in the video that it wasn't. So I could have changed this video, made it different. I would have gotten the same reaction. Mm. The only difference between uh, that uh, McDonald's video and this video is that Polyrappers shared the video. That's the only difference because people are calling me clout chasing. Like you're just clout chasing." That's that video flopped. That video that shared on Polyrappers, that's only gotten like 7,000 views. I'm sorry. That's a lot of no, views. No, trust me. That's not, like... a, that's not a lot. Um, as someone who's, and I'm not flexing. I swear I'm not flexing. <laughs> okay. I swear. Please don't come at me. Clout chaser. Clout chaser. Go. Like, I've done mundane videos that was like me fixing my iPhone 3GS and that's gotten like 1.3 million views. So this video talking about a very serious topic around toxic parenting traits that's gotten 7,000 views. Like, no, I'm not cloud chasing. I was just hmm. highlighting a social issue that, w- that would be cool if we could talk about it. But I find that happens a lot on the internet in regards to the the art of communication needs to improve on the internet. Because rather than listening to what you were, you actually said, mm. I think people inferred what you were what you were saying based on the idea that came into their mind. But people, mm. I think it needs to be understood that the words people say and how it, how you react to it isn't necessarily because they said it. It's how, like, you could say something, if it means something different in my mind, or if I assume a lot of things, mm. then that's, I, I feel like that's what a lot of people reacted to. Because oh, you never 100%. said, like, a lot of the points you're bringing up as to why they didn't like your video, you didn't say. I didn't say. You didn't say. I and never so that said in and itself, there's some sort of breakdown in communication, especially on the internet. And it's easy to, like, it's easy to just react because it's right there, it's immediate. Mm, mm. But at the same time, I do think that tone has a massive impact on how someone can interpret a message. Mm, mm. And so I feel like um, a lot of the time with um, Pacifica people in general, if someone comes across as being, like in Samoa, we, we, in Samoa we, we have this word called fiapoko. So when someone comes across as someone who knows everything or knows it all, there's no space to move. Because I, when I would ask, okay, so what specifically about the video did you find offensive? A lot of them just said, no, it's just how we said it to all polys. Mm. So what she's saying is You sound like a (laughs) know-it-all What she's saying is You're condescending (laughs) That's another thing That's really interesting Is the threat of Polynesians Who who want to learn Mm. And because some some Polynesians think that's threatening and they belittle people who try and learn. That and tall, is it like the tall poppy syndrome? Yes, yeah, in- it's absolutely disgusting and it needs to be uh, rooted out because if, if you have someone in the community that's successful, most likely they will want to bring everyone up with yeah. them. But if you belittle them, make fun of their, 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 their skill, make fun of the fact that they, they are trying to educate themselves. And a really good example, like an absolutely great example is uh, dismissing their achievements when speaking or talking by using the term you sound white Mm. yeah you're not really polynesian because you speak like a white person and being educated doesn't make you white Mm. it just makes you educated Mm. and i do my best uh, i do i do my best to help bring everyone out and that could be in any way shape or form one of them is just like teaching them what this word means and how you you could use it I had my Māori friend ask me, bro, what dialect do you speak? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like the way in which you talk. And I'm like, I'm from, I'm, I'm Māori like you. What are you talking about? It's like, no, the way you talk to people and stuff. And I didn't want to say educated. I didn't want to say that. But like, I just said, look, I just, I just watch a lot of YouTube videos. I just, I just watch as much information. Yeah. yeah. And that's only because we had separate life pathways and it sent us in different directions. And uh, that's through no fault of his own. 
that's no fault of me. It's just different. Uh, but we definitely need to not belittle those who wish to learn. Mm. Mm. I think, like, going off the tangent with what Sephora was saying, <laughs> uh, one thing we need to try and normalise is the ability to not react immediately to things. Um, like mm. Sylla was saying, like, we need to give ourselves time to take a step back and process the information first and then look internally as to, like, okay, what is it, what, what, what's the message that he's trying to convey and what is something in my own life that I can kind of reflect on like does this apply to me or not As, instead of just like immediately reacting without uh, with uh, with anger what you did what reminded me of something where one of our leaders in the church he said some very problematic things in terms of the <laughs> LGBTQIA plus community oh, yeah. <laughs> and tr- yeah and I was livid yeah and I remember I went to my friend and I was like I'm so pissed off like how can a leader do this um, but what came out of that was my friend and I were able to pull together a support group of LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. uh, peers within our church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had like an open discussion about what took place and, and we were able to support each other in that manner. So in the end, I was very grateful mm-hmm. for what he said because it enabled us to find support within each other. Mm-hmm. And that comes from questioning internally like our foundations like our morals and whatnot and i think when you do take the time to take a step back and process things you're able to see the picture differently as to how you immediately interpret things mm-hmm. like reading the comments and the reactions has been really confronting it's very zesty isn't yeah, it yeah like, like i think like seeing how some people i think it's especially the personal attacks and then the oh, threat the, of violent <laughs> violence oh, it just butters my egg roll doesn't it butters my egg roll to see yeah, those egg roll. <laughs> Like your screenshots and then posting on Instagram. Hey, look, if you're if you're listening to this and you wish to like send hey and put it in my DMs, just know I'm gonna tag the New South Wales Police Force and put you on my story. Because can like I, I please use your fake name. This other person <laughs> used his real account. Do not put your picture. Do not, do, not, do, not, do not use your own. But like I think seeing that um seeing how a lot of us we react like lamar was saying we react emotionally um mm. when we see these things because we're triggered mm. like when i was reading through some of them i was just like um the point that you guys are arguing against you're proving it right <laughs> <laughs> you know because you're focusing on the you know be grateful to your parents but he's talking about you know tri- you know toxic behaviors mm. this is a toxic behavior what you're doing <laughs> that is wrong like did you guys see the traffic light video that yeah I, I did did that one make sense it, can, can i just say the yeah. analogy was really long yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like so i was like mate condense it it's, it's it really ch- and that's and that's really challenging when, yeah, you, when it you're working be. on a short form video platform like mm-hmm. tiktok it's really challenging mm. it, it's an evolving skill yeah that, that only gets better uh, to, to, to some people yeah <laughs> no but i love that when you said the whole thing of if it doesn't apply to you <laughs> and so because for me i was like oh if it doesn't i'm just like if it doesn't apply it doesn't apply yeah. but the the part that i saw on the poly rappers thing was that they kept saying but you said culture and that's when i was just like but, yeah but the the context of yeah, what he meant by the word is where it differs it's different yeah, yeah. It mean, so yeah. i genuinely let's go into the conspiracy theory uh Ooh. area because Ooh. i genuinely believe that the admins in that purposely took that out of the out of their description when they posted a video and just posted thoughts and didn't really uh, analyze it because when i posted my follow-up videos Mm -hmm. they just grabbed it edited it and then modified it away to make me sound like i contradicted myself and i was like okay you're probably just someone who wants to get the clout and i was right because the engagement on that 
original post that they posted of me, it's gotten like four times more engagement than their mm. last videos in the past month and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I feel like... <laughs> so it's just that's like, on digital creation. Yeah. But like at the same time, like because people could use the same argument when it comes to your videos as well, that it is clout chasing. My follow-up videos, they, f- they flop. They're flopping on my TikTok. And I'm fine with that because that just adds context. And if people still don't get the message, that's, that's not on me. That's, that's yeah. a you problem. Yeah. Because mm. you obviously... If people don't get the message, then are they actually looking for well, the message? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, it d- just needs to clarify as to what it means by clout chasing. Like, obviously, all digital creators, you're yeah, creating you're something because you, you want popular. people... Yeah, you but want people to see it. They're using but it incorrectly, and it's funny, and it proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but you kind of get what I mean. Like, digital creation, it's designed so that you do get attention, mm. you want people to engage and all that stuff, but the clout chasing aspect, what what is it to you? Because even it's used, it's a buzzword, but I don't actually know how it differentiates. So, clout chasing, for me, and in, in, uh, the way I see it, is someone who's purposely becoming a provocateur Mm. Ah, you know that word? Provocateur. Yeah. So that's the... That my, sounds very sensual. Yeah. Um, sounds white. So, <laughs> wait, is this Britney Spears provocative? <laughs> it sounds like Newtown. New, are you familiar with... Are you familiar with Milo Yiannopoulos? Yes. Yes, Milo. Yeah, so he would be someone that's a professional provocateur. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where he is, for those who don't know, he, he's a gay conservative, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, right-wing yeah. uh, writer. I, I see your eyebrows and they're rolling right now. Yeah, oh, he but he's, 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 even out, he's even out and of he's, the right-wing now. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't like is him. Is too either. extreme? Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so he, he is them. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and for those who don't know, I can use another example and a, a really good Example, especially for us as Pacifica, is uh, Ra the candle, yeah. and he is he is a really good example of someone who's clout chasing. Um, I it, don't like him. No one does. No one does. But let me, so before, Wait, be- who's that? <laughs> I really don't like his messages. No, no. But before before that that video that kind of shut him down. Before mm-hmm. he did that, you can still tell that he was clout chasing because he is. T- well, even that is just a normal term because he was. He is a physically handsome individual, just based, just objectively physically handsome. Is he? Not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. Okay, that's true. That's true. And that's fine. And obviously, he built his audience uh, by using that, and it works. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't hurting anyone until he made that live stream, and people recorded it. And we won't get into that. But look, now we realize he's a terrible person, basing off the <laughs> multiple duets that people have made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I mean, he blocked me on my. On, oh, okay. Yeah, he blocked me. Oh, we're not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Nah, I'm not. We're not on I TikTok. So when you to. say duet, <laughs> like people make duet videos with him. Yeah, yeah. So they duetted his videos. They reacted to his videos. Um, when okay. I heard about that that first video that popped up, I yeah. jumped straight into his live stream and I was like, "Hey, you know that video, that LGBT thing?" Question mark. Mm. And he was purposely ignoring all these comments, and then he blocked me because I was bringing it up all the time in okay. his live stream. I was monitoring it, and what do you mean? All it took was one week. That's all it took and his account's down. Yeah. And we're not talking about a really small account. This guy had like almost 800,000 followers on his account and it's now it's, mm. it's gone. That's a that's a lot of followers to justify brand deals for mm. companies and organizations and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a very small account. I'm just like this Filipino. Um, <laughs> humble. Yeah. Well, no, it is. I've like I've spoken to agencies and I've spoken to creators. And if you want to take this seriously, uh, usually a safe spot to go with is 300,000 followers and if your likes ratio can be up to par with that for me I would if I was 300,000 I would like to at least bump up my likes to at least 20 million 
Yeah, I know it's weird. Eh? It's weird. Likes are higher than yeah. You would definitely follows. you okay. you want to definitely uh, have a lot more like because likes indicates engagement. Yeah, likes indeed, in, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it indicates engagement. And if you are someone that has a million followers, but your engagement is only three million likes, then you're either a, a, a what's that term? A one hit wonder, okay. where you got a lot of followers in this one go, but it doesn't necessarily represent engagement in your content. Or if you have a million followers and have two comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. You're like, mm. are they real? <laughs> or did, did you, you create them? all those, yeah. all those accounts? Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, so that's a thing. And going back to Ra, the the candle, he is an example of someone that's that's cloud chasing. chasing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where me, like again, going back to the videos, it's flopping. So it's not like I'm cloud chasing. It really isn't. I didn't ask Poly Rappers to share my yeah. videos. Mm. They just did it. So it's like, how, how was I supposed to yeah. know yeah. that this I was like, going to happen? I like that definition. Yeah, right? I get that's that. pretty good. Mm. I think. For anyone who doesn't know what clout means, according to Urban Dictionary, clout is being famous and having influence. So just for people listening, they're like, what's a clout? Like, are we talking about clouds? Like, clouds in the air? In the last year. Like, (laughs) I learned it when I came back. To the 97-year-olds listening to this podcast, (laughs) if you don't know what that is. it's like an American term, because I've listened to... It's a very old term. It's a very old term. Are you all on the platform? On TikTok? Mm. No, me and him aren't. He is. I would recommend as only as someone who wishes to consume (laughs) content, not to create content. It's really interesting. Honestly, I consume like... Oh, five hours later. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nah, I, don't. I do that enough on YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah, but the, the thing about TikTok, it, it was a lot better between January and April months because it wasn't it wasn't corporate. It was okay. very purely creative mm. uh, content. Yeah, and it was absolutely amazing. the The way in which they designed the algorithm matched you with content that definitely resonated with you. And it's really like it sucks now because it's now becoming a little bit more like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I understand financially, it makes sense as a company to be sustainable financially sustainable mm-hmm. but it's taken a lot of it take taken a lot of big hits when it comes to creative freedom yeah. and See, that's generally the case right when it comes to any of the social media platforms mm-hmm. i know like with youtube did the same thing instagram did the same thing when they changed how you view your notifications do you now? have the new update because oh. it doesn't apply to me i've been trying okay to so like the well, you know the notifications where you can it's check up it's up yeah. top and then now they've replaced where it was with a shopping button mm. yeah I was like, oh, that's smart, but like, that's shady. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And I did notice that. So, oh, it's non TikTok. Yeah, I swear, oh, it's I just see my, my 15 year old that. niece just doing TikTok <laughs> trends. I was like, you're trash. <laughs> you're trash anyway. It's, uh, that's straight that's TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Not even I mean, you can't see any of the moves that we're doing right now, guys. It's really loud in person. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? And anything can happen on that platform. There are people that didn't even expect themselves to blow up, and yet now here they are uh, doing brand deals with Red Bull, getting flown out, and doing all this stuff. I like, just for me, I don't have that much followers, and I was able to do like some partnerships with Kmart. Oh, that's They've cool. sent me stuff, yeah, and I create content on that. 
I've had the opportunity to speak at a marketing event uh, to talk more about how to engage with content creators and how to best support them uh, with brands. Uh, yeah, I've had some pretty funny things. Like my mom was like, hey, what's this like Kmart stuff? I was like, I don't know, but do you want it after? And like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's yours. Yeah, yeah. So do your best and see what happens. Yeah. But don't go overboard. Don't do not do TikTok at the price of your well-being and mental health. Or bare minimum. Is, don't not, be yeah, a homophobe. Yeah. Or my favorite, don't, don't my favorite part in TikTok <laughs> is like, because you can reply, you can video reply to comments that you've received okay yes. so when i do that and then great feature, um great feature. and then comment deleted <laughs> really because because everyone in the in the comment section like they tag the person and like is this you is this oh, okay. you and then they delete the comment yeah yeah and that adds a little bit more validity that they yeah. actually did do that because they deleted the comment yeah yeah or you can you can be a little bit cheeky it's a little community. bit sneaky <laughs> it's a you can you can find a comment that's really like uh, homophobic and stuff mm-hmm. and then re- react to it and go back to it and delete the comment and then when people go on to it no like, I didn't yeah. know you could do that you can, you Wait, can, you can what now? You can so you can react to the comment in yeah. your video mm-hmm. and then make out that they're even a worse person by deleting oh, that comment creating thing. a narrative Ooh, isn't it the bee's knees <laughs> Yeah, Polly Rappers told me that one. <laughs> oh, no, perish the thought, creating a narrative. Wow. I know the shade. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Are you familiar with CAM? CAM. Who's CAM? Uh, Kill or Men is the oh. acronym. No. You, you've seen yeah, that? Men yeah, Men Are Trash. Yeah, so the Kill or Men, it's, it's, it is very, it does have its slight flaws, but that's only if you're someone who... Um, uh, uh, seeing things based off uh, face value and that's where I came up with the video where if a girl starts her video yeah, saying kill that. all men and then follows up that phrase with the story of trauma perpetrated mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. a man okay if she is not, yeah if you're if she is not describing who you are mm-hmm. if the guy in the video that she's describing is not you she's not talking about you yeah that's how that that's how that video tone works and when people start getting defensive and reacting Look, that's when it becomes that's 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 a really uh, gray area because you can argue that those who are defending those who are, uh, are doing a knee jerk reaction, also uh, they're projecting their own insecurities that they ha- may have been someone that perpetrated this and don't like the fact that they're hearing this. Because on that one, I didn't. Is it because CAM exists as an acronym outside of just the term itself? Because when because I react in that one, I was like, oh, I don't think that makes sense because you said the word all. all. Yeah, mm. That's a blanket that, that's, term. That is a hyperbole. That's mm. how hyperboles work. It's used to exaggerate the the situation. Because for me, it would oh, make yeah, sense. Would, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not for that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, I think, be, and like, that's why it only works on TikTok. Okay. That's why it only works on TikTok. Oh. Yeah. And mm. I find like mm. that would be the tough thing about TikTok is that a lot of people will come across like they're professionals, but they're not, mm. or yeah. that they like well, qualify to speak on things, but def- they're not. It's definitely the what's what's really upsetting, and it's very normal. It's just annoying, is how oversaturated the platform has yeah. now become because there there used to be very specific people that were very knowledgeable on these certain areas, whether it be videography, podcasting, photography, chemistry, education, and now everyone's doing it. And they're not necessarily the most skilled. They're simply mm-hmm. doing it because everyone else is doing it. doing it. it. Mm. Yeah. So it's just like, um, oh, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. This is very educational <laughs> is for me. I know. Because like, yeah. I'm like learning more about TikTok because like I'm not like <laughs> And like, just like you were saying, because it, it just reminds me of this, um, what I was told before is like you don't have to be the most skilled or the most professional but if you put in the work like you literally go far yeah because you could be talented yeah 
and if you do nothing, then you're yeah, not going to grow. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's really funny. I, what I really love about the platform is how you need a little bit, you need a lot more than just physical beauty to make it on the platform. Mm. You need to have substance. You need to have personality because, man, the amount of Instagram models that jumps from Instagram <laughs> make to TikTok. <laughs> so no, trust me. We mother so if I just called me ugly. No, the amount of the amount of Instagram models that thought that they could make it big on TikTok simply because mm. they're beautiful is so funny because their their content is it's it lacks substance. They're literally just copying trends. But they don't add any spice. They, but rather Kendall was able to. Yes, Am but I wrong? Ra- but rather Kendall added different. He spoke about culture. He spoke about other things. He before he, the yeah, yeah he added ways. he um Sorry. I, I didn't I, I didn't see more about his um what's it called about his content. But he did add value. That's what he did. He just happened to also be objectively handsome at the same time. Now that's a, a powerful combination. But when you have other people that are only physically beautiful and but they don't, no they don't, they don't add any value at all. So unless they're on thirst trap TikTok, then then it so adds a lot a of value. So there's a You can get on there, Siva. There's a Point. thirst trap TikTok. Wow. To use it or to be used. To- <laughs> Whoa. I mean, if you like being wow. used, then. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> to use them. That's very interesting. All right, let's pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. For real. Keep the lights like, on. I got bills to pay, man. <laughs> COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sugar mama on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, you can look for your sugar mama. Just waiting for my videos to pop up on there. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, no, it's just no, no shame. It's no, no shame. People who make fun of me probably have bills to pay. Not me. <laughs> Not me. No, no, no. that you were trying to portray so let's cut back to oh, let's cut back to when you were originally creating it mm. is there anything else that you wanted to say on the topic itself i just wanted to highlight that there are certain uh, individuals in the community that do this we need to address this and make sure that we can make them not exist not murder them just yeah. make oh, sure just the just, behavior just, just the behavior yes make them not exist oh, oh, it's, it's the word <laughs> it's the word <laughs> it's the delivery I it's the I think it's the whole thing of that it ends with us. Like mm. that kind of, like, for example. Well, we with, hope so. Yeah, we, <laughs> we hope, hope so. Like with the whole thing, with the cycle of abuse, even with how we deal with finances, we hope that it ends with us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the push that I would love to have, especially with domestic violence. Like I was telling me and my, my family, we were talking about it before. I don't want to be third generation domestic violence in in that kind of cycle anymore. Mm. And that's something that's prevalent with all cultures. There's domestic oh, violence everywhere. It's not just Polynesians, yeah. there's I've white people, Asians. Everywhere, I've, I've seen that used as a justification for it to happen still. Mm-hmm. And uh, an example is someone uh, reacted, a young student on the platform, on TikTok, reacted to my video in a way where it says, have you seen those videos where it's just music and there's a caption and mm-hmm. you just like look cute and pretty and stuff? It was an indirect kind of jab at me because, you know, you shouldn't talk about it. It went down the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, that anything that questions or critiques 
our culture, our community is automatically uh, labeled as anti-Polynesian, anti-Pacifica. And a lot of the justifications that uh, this creator, this small creator was saying is, but toxic behaviors happen in every culture. It happens to stop coming at us. And it's like, well, that's kind of like saying that you think it's okay to punch your friend in the face because every other person is punching their friend in the face. Mm. The problem we're talking about is don't punch your friend in the (laughs) face. That's what we're trying to say. In the first place. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when we address our own people, because we're speaking from our own personal experience, like, oh, I'm going to address my people because I know that it does happen. I'm not the only one. It Mm. happens with other people who look Mm. like me as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just a weird thing to confidently say. (laughs) But they're doing it to get the idea not to do (laughs) it. (laughs) I said that in year two to justify why I stole this kid's lunch money. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the only one there, miss. Start to, you start to question yourself to see if you're crazy. Like, bro, yeah. am I crazy? Am I, is this weird? Like, mm. all I want is people not to punch you in the face, but yeah. people are like, they're doing it, right? And it's just like, honestly, there are many things, and I don't know if we have time to do that, if you do. Yeah. They're extremely dismissive positions people take to try and discredit you. And one of them is like, you're speaking from a position of privilege. And mm. I'm like, living in a low socioeconomic area and upbringing is not a position of privilege. Facts. Being educated or pursuing a path of education to upskill yourself, to try and bring everyone up with you is not a position of privilege. Just because you were able to learn new things doesn't mean that you are white. And age, a lot of people are like, oh, you have no idea what it's like to be a parent. Do you have kids? Do you have kids? Having kids is not a requirement you need to address lived experiences of toxic parenting traits. Mm. You cannot gatekeep children who are expressing how toxic parenting traits are happening in their but life. But it's their experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be a really terrible person to listen to that, to see that, acknowledge it and be like, I'm not going to listen to you because you don't have kids. Mm. And it's a weird thing because to say you don't have kids, you don't understand, it's kind of a, a weird way of saying that you justify every toxic behavior because once you become a parent, you think it's okay to have it because now you have kids. Mm. That's a really weird way of, of saying that. And it also just reminded me of the TikTok video that you did with your um, the traffic lights. Mm. And then one of the first comments I saw was like, oh, he's from the Newtown. City. Like, yeah. makes sense. Mm. Like, <laughs> what? Because of the street light? Yeah. <laughs> so, they, so they tried to say that he comes from a place of privilege. Yeah. yeah. Not even knowing. That I like, live in Department of Oi, There's a train that goes from Mount Druitt to Newtown. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch like, it. Well, the thing is, I live in Department of Housing. Yeah. Yeah, like... And it's really funny that they jump to conclusions. Yeah, just that exactly. thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah the, the way that people think uh, and the way that people box people into like, you Categories. know, privilege yeah, or yeah. the way, yeah, it's very interesting yeah. observation. Because I remember talking with Lamar about it before. I, I know for sure growing up, a lot of the time, if someone came across as like, um, they have a bit more money or they could talk they, a they, big window <laughs> in their room for me I used to see it as them, like especially <laughs> you had a door oh, like, you well, had you doors in the in the t- and not like uh, what Wait, you can hanging, one of the hanging things the beads yeah. that would hang instead of doors shut up <laughs> shut up Oi, don't, don't attack my family if you had beads hanging in between your door instead of a, if you had a door instead of beads like uh, I was I remember saying to to Lamar I was just like a lot of the time I used to try and attribute whatever their success had to oh they're not really Samoan Mm, and mm. for some reason like when i was like examining it why i felt that way or why i thought that way i think because i wanted to justify that my my our upbringing of struggle mm. um was down to my my ethnicity when it isn't mm, mm, um mm. and i felt like oh okay so for example there there are different podcasts that we listen to mm. 
I was just like, oh, wow, they sound really good because they're... And I remember Lamar was saying that it resonated with him because he could relate to them. And I was just like, and that's middle class and there's nothing wrong. Mm. Like, they're still whatever. They're still Islander. They're still poly, um, even though they didn't grow up in the struggle. Yeah. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing that we can see the range of our people that we all have different upbringings. Mm-hmm. Talking about the, the videos and different issues with people saying that it was clout chasing and whatnot. I love that we've been able to get more context. <laughs> and the fact that at the end of the day, when it does come to TikTok and whatever, it is to garner more views. But at the core of it, we should be addressing these issues. With you being a youth worker, that you're trying to be able to have like the whole thing with being an advocate for kids and being a voice for them, it's important. Yeah, that's a really funny thing is that people try to use that label and discredit it and be mm. like, oh, you're a youth worker. How do you talk about this? You're a terrible youth worker. And mm. it's like, this is what youth workers do. If yeah, you, yeah. you have yeah. no idea what youth workers do, someone messaged me, like that, that person who I tagged the New South Wales Police Force in, mm-hmm. he was like, someone should take your youth worker license off you. And I'm like, that's not how youth workers <laughs> <can> <laughs> That's not how that works. It's not a driver's it's license. Not, yeah, <laughs> Man, I'm going to take off 10 points off your license right there. <laughs> it's like, um... Yeah, and um, I think a lot of people have a very a distorted uh, view on the work in which youth workers do because it's not just like... Uh, uh, it's an it's a individual that does... All these things. So we mm. are separated in different yeah. categories. We work. Uh, there are youth workers in schools. There are youth workers in uh, youth care. Ser- yeah, uh, residential care, mm-hmm. uh, refuges, youth centres, mm-hmm. and they all do different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're talking about, oh, how can you uh, be an advocate for the community and youth workers if you're putting down our culture? And it's like, as an advocate for young people, my best interest isn't the community or the culture it's the young person if Mm. the young person is in immediate danger if their well-being is put at risk my priority isn't the parents my priority is that young person and Mm. people need to understand that yeah sure the community is taken into account but if the community is like harassing them because they come from that identify as the LGBT community, mm. if they are homeless if they are um, on drugs if they have a gambling addiction you focus on the young person yeah yeah I love that. No, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Thank you very much, Nook, oh, for coming on to our show. We really appreciate it. Loved thank your you insights. Loved talking time. with yeah. you. Yeah. Ah, all good. All good. And thank you for driving all the way from the city because I know that's where you live. Newtown. Newtown. So you live in Newtown, eh? Department of Housing. Department of Housing. Just want to clarify. Imagine being poor in a rich area. That must be absolutely great. That's absolutely great. You stand out. Yeah, it's not like you're a rich person in a poor area. I would rather have that. That's pretty dope. What are you looking at, peasant? What's I know they call me, I say privilege. <laughs> you have hell? uniform? What, are you broke or something? I'm so down. <laughs> Poor people. It's like they're not even working hard enough, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have that than be. <laughs> thank you for coming all the way from Newtown. Really appreciate it. Um, that's another episode. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. And I am the one and only, the one who has descended oui, oui. from the people of the Lamanites. <laughs> I'm in the Lamanite. No, my, my name is Lamar, right? Lamar, yeah, Lamanite. Yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got it. We got it. Here to wish you a great day and a great night wherever you are in the world. Lamar.
to this week's Christmas Corner featuring Nooks. Hi, I am the giver of the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to jingle our jangles? Oi, Jimmy Jangles. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Come, they told me. A newborn king to see. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Our finest gifts we bring. To lay before the king. I don't think that they're ready and uh, steady. Bring him out, Cause bring him Nice the brown tip, on your eardrum. They call me Jungle Kitty, and I'm looking for the one on the proud. Make him hot when I bang my thumbs. Yeah, you wanna play these drums? Cause I'm bringing these boys with the bam in the mind. I'm so tight, I might go psycho Christmas time. So here's a recital. Uh, I'm so bad, like Michael. I'm, uh, I'm so young, but I go, I go. Stupid, yeah. stupid, love like Cupid. I'm a drummer boy, so do, do. Little baby, <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> I am a poor boy too. Here's a poor boy too on the ass. Here we go. <laughs> I have no gifts to bring. But where are your gifts? Give it to me now. Best With a little bit of water, water and some clothes, and a little bit of shasta. Oh. Shasta is the thing that you need in life, but right now everything's a bare minimum. And that's on toxic traits. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Oh, we say no to homophobia. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Wow! Stick that in your stockings. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> We're the gifts that no one asked. <laughs> no one asked for. The one that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>